Hi everyone, my name is Santa H. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater living in a solution one day at a time. It's great to be here and it's an honor and privilege whenever I get an opportunity to, to speak from the big book and share my experience, strength, and hope. So thank you, um, Nancy, for the invitation and thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedule to be at this meeting today. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. I feel all the love coming from all of you. Uh, I'm going to start out from the big book and the chapter three, which is called More About Alcoholism. It's really could be entitled More About Relapse because that's really what it's all about. And this describes me well, the very first paragraph on page 30, if you want to follow along with me. Most of us have been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. No person likes to think he is bodily or mentally different from his fellows. Therefore, it's not surprising that our drinking career has been characterized by countless vain attempts to prove we can drink like other people. The idea that somehow, some way, he will control and enjoy his drinking is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker. The persistence of this illusion is astonishing, and many pursue it into the gates of insanity or death. Well, I was on. I was on my way. <laughs> I was on my way. But thanks to my higher power, I'm here today to be able to share. Um, I start out with my background, and then I'll talk a little bit about one of the relapses that I had. Um, I've been in OA for seven years now. June 3rd, May 7, seven years for me. When I came into the program, I was here for the vanity and not for the sanity. Um, I came here because I wanted to lose 150 pounds, and I got abstinent um, from sugar and flour. Um, right away, I think by day three, um, I was done um, with it. And it was a very, very, very difficult time weaning myself off of it. It was painful. It was it was excruciating painful. I had taken time off from work as a result of it just to, just to accomplish that goal. And so I was on my way. And I started losing weight. And by December of... 2013, I, I lost most of it. 2014, I got on a nutrition plan by a nutritionist. Um, and I lost the rest of the weight and now I'm down to, I guess, a normal body size, what my higher power wants me to be because I've been at this weight now for the entire six years that, that I had it. I don't weigh myself um, per se. Once a month, I may, if I remember, or when I go to the doctor's office, but I go for my clothes size. My clothes have not changed size. If anything, I have had to get rid of big clothes um, a lot, um, weaning off of those clothes over the years and letting them go and, and accepting that that's not where I'm going to go back to, you know, just for today. So, um, so that's a little bit about my background. Now, my my very first, I, I, sugar and flour was not really a problem for me as much as um, nuts were. And I remember back in 2014, I got a food sponsor and, and I got on the food plan. And um, 
she has suggested that I wasn't getting enough proteins and that I needed to um, reduce um, the nuts and increase um, meats into my diet. Well, being that I grew up as a child, as a vegetarian, a vegan, that was a very, very difficult um, bridge for me to cross. And it took me five years until I finally been admitted that I am truly have to put down these nuts. Uh, whenever I binged, it was always around the nuts. Um, so when 2014, 2015, um, I lost two people who I made my higher power. And that was my ex-husband and it was my best friend. Not consciously that I was doing it. Um, but when I lost them, I realized that I did because I had nothing else to hold on to. So that caused me to bark into the steps for the very first time. And that's when I came in. And that's when I was not there for the vanity because I was in the right size body. I realized that I needed to stay here for the sanity. And so that's why I'm here today. Um, moving forward, forward, forward. Um, in 2018, that first recovery sponsor that I had, she passed away. Suddenly, I wasn't prepared for it. I don't think anybody's ever prepared for death. But she was not sick that any of us was aware of. And I grieved. And I remember telling someone that I want to pick up. And the person said to me, a fellow appropriate said to me that Chelsea, that was her name, would not want you to pick up over her. And I grieved for about two years. And how this disease is so cutting and baffling. Um, and realizing that I had made it my higher power. And slowly but surely, I stopped doing 10, 11, living in 10, 11, and 12. It happened over a year time. Slowly but surely, I stopped doing the tools. And the next thing I knew, I wasn't getting any outreach phone calls. I woke up and realized I wasn't making any, and I was resentful. And lo and behold, uh, when I go on a trip, because usually going on trips is, is when, when my, um, it's one of my triggers. I go on a trip, and the first thing I do is go to a buffet restaurant, which is a no-no for me today. And I see something sweet. And I go for it and I just taste it. Nothing happens. I'm fine, you know. So I just kind of slip it under the carpet, you know, pretend that it didn't exist. Well, that was the beginning of all benches because usually in the past, if I pick up something for lunch, I'm back on track by dinner. I never ever had to go days or months um, in the food. But this time it was so different for me. This time it started out with that. Then it started out with, with the nuts. Then it started out with me buying more and more foods, like things that had sugar in it. I mean, had flour in it was the next thing I, I went to. And it got so bad, I actually reached out to fellows and I actually said I need help. So I had someone who was willing to help me. She, um, I committed my foods to her, something that is not normal for me to do. Um, and today I do a, a, a commit my foods to my sponsor. And today I do count my days of absence, which, which in the past I, I, I didn't do. I had so much ego and I was so arrogant. 
But I just thought these things didn't apply to me. I thought it was the most ridiculous things people would do with their food. Well, when you reach the bottom, when you reach, when you, there's the bottom below, the bottom I know. When I reached the bottom that was the worst of all bottoms, I was willing to do whatever, whatever it took. So I got me a sponsor and I started committing my foods to her. And we went back to the steps again, did a lot of work around the four step. Um, a lot of fifth step work. And um, then I started, you know, doing my t sixth and seventh work, uh, looking at my character defects and asking my higher power to remove them and acting as if in trying a different behavior. Um, so over time, over several months, um, she helped pull me out of the quicksand. And the way that I got out of there was because she. Um, okay, my sponsor helped me get out of the quicksand by, by, by giving me what I call the steps. Um, the steps, I, I got out of it. I did my four-step inventory around it um, and a lot of writing around it. And I discovered from it all that I had made these three people in my life my higher power. Death was something that I did not let go and allow my higher power to come in and take over my life. Um, I wanted people to be there forever. I wanted to go before these people went and it wasn't God's will. And when my best friend and my um, ex-husband passed away, we were all the same age. So the year next, um, we all turned 50 and I thought, you know, if I make it to 50, then I'm going to celebrate with the two of them, and I did. But getting back to the present, there is no excuse today. Death is not an excuse for me to pick up today. And the experience has taught me how not to make people my higher power. It has also taught me more humility. It has taught me the seriousness of this program because I have never experienced that feeling of not getting back on the wagon. That was the first time that I, that it was just so difficult for me to get back on track. And that experience was so scary and so frightening to me that I, I just said to my higher power, I don't want to do it again. So today, I celebrate approximately seven months of abstinence. Um, I, I go by counts more than 200 days now. And um, I find myself closer than ever to my higher power. I find myself grateful for that experience because for me, what it took was learning and experimenting. Uh, it increased my faith. Um, it caused me to believe more so than I ever had. Um, I love the reading um, that you all read together, We Get Better. This is a WE program. And I know today that we must do this together. I cannot do it without you all. I need, I need to support the fellowship. I need the steps. And I need the tools. And the tools are the handrail. And the steps are the steps. And so I need those handrails to keep me from not falling and to keep me from um, to guide me up the steps. And so today I actually work my program 
every day like my hair is on fire. My program is number one in my life. And my program and my higher power are one and the same. And um, I don't want to cry. You know, I had a lot of shame around sharing that I had that relapse because a lot of my fellows that I've known for seven years, they have like five and four and three days of absence. But I've learned humility. I learned that shame was only blocking me from my higher power giving me my bets for me being my best and for me being able to show up today for all of you because if I was in the food I would miss this opportunity I would have missed this opportunity you know so if you're out there and you're struggling and you're in the foods and you want to get out there are people in this program that want and is willing to help Putting down the food is very painful. It is not something I recommend anyone try to do on their own. Reach out to fellows, look to commit your food to somebody, pray. I say, even today, I say a, um, an abstinent prayer every morning. I have a variety of them that I say. It's part of my affirmation that I do with my brothers. And I get out of the bed and the first thing I'm thankful for is to be alive. The next thing I'm thankful for is I'm not waking up with a hangover. You know, this program works for me and it can work for any of you. And if you're in the food, get you a sponsor, ask for help and go through this process and see how wonderful it, it, it is to be on the other side. And if you're recovered or out of the food abstinent, then reach out there and help someone else get out of the foods because together we get better. And that's how this program lasts. You know, relapse is nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed. We all have experienced it. And that is my time. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Santa. Thank you so much, Santa.